It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. intersection of crime and entertainment every other week. I'm Christy. And I'm Jackie. And we're so glad that you're back with us today. Today we are talking about imposters. Love can be so fickle, especially when your new spouse only wants your money and you don't even know their real name. Okay, so I thought this had a little bit of a white collar vibe. Oh, I could see that. Mm -hmm. I could see that. Not exactly the same, but like enough of the deception deception yeah it looks the same like it's uh-huh. a very bright kind of mm-hmm. set design the, the characters are very attractive and interesting and blah 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 yeah yeah, yeah. i mean not matt bomber attractive but nevertheless yeah. no offense to anyone in no. the cast but no, i no. just might be biased right no, that's <laughs> that's fair yeah so if you hear a little noise like nails clicking we have a puppy and a dog who are hanging out with us today. So there may be yips or all (laughs) kinds of fun. Or sighing, snoring, Uh loud yawns. Oh, we're lucky if there's some snoring, (laughs) I think. They're very happy to be here, though. Mm -hmm. It's exciting. Oh, yes. (laughs) Sniffing all over and having a look. And we'd have given them a little more time, but... We don't really have more time to. No, we're kind of on a short today. amount of time today. That's right, because kids are back in school and they got to be picked up. And ugh, I'm so glad they're back in school, despite uh, the, all the anxiety that brings me. Yeah, but, and you know what? The schedule, the rhythm has been hard to fall into. I don't know about y'all, but we're back in school after 18 months of being uh-huh. at home, and then also coming out of summer. So, getting back into that rhythm has been. A little of a trudgery. Well, and our youngest kids are not, they weren't teenagers yet when all this started. And now they're both teenagers. And that brings its own set of new situations. Yes. Teenage angst coming out of a pandemic. Oh, it's like the worst kind of angst. Oh, it's really, it's really rough. But every once in a while, my son will say something and I'm like, have you seen Daria? <laughs> because I swear Daria said that first uh-huh. about 35 years ago. Which just <laughs> makes you realize that teenagers, as different as they are in different situations, are really very much the same. Very, very similar. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But... Imposters. Imposters. It ran on Bravo from late spring 2017 
into 2018. Uh, it had a total of 20 episodes, just two seasons, and it had a different name originally. Oh. It's the original name of the series when it was first announced was My So-Called Wife. Oh, well, no, you can't do that. It sounds too much like My, My So-Called, So-Called Life, Life, which is amazing. And just another one season. Teen angst, oh, kind of. <laughs> God, yes. And it holds up so well. It holds up so I've well. I've got to revisit that. Oh, I have all the DVDs if you would like oh to my watch gosh. it. <laughs> if you want to watch it, I can oh. supply you the. Uh, if I start watching that, I'm going to start wearing a leather choker. Again. Oh, yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> You're going to go and get, uh, what was it? Uh, Copper Penny hair dye. Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Good times. Yeah, yeah. It was good times. <laughs> Uh, so the cast in Mar Lavi is Ava slash Alice slash Maddie, because there's a lot of names for her in mm-hmm. this episode. She was in Lucifer and gang related or like her big shows that she's been in. But her break was in 2012 in an MTV show called Underemployed. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Rob Heaps is Ezra Bloom. He was on NBC's Good Girls. Uh, He's so more familiar to me than I realized. And uh, when I started watching it, he became more and more familiar with me, is what I mean to uh say. Like, upon first glance, it was like, oh, this guy's kind of new to me. But then he just looked more and more familiar. Uh I swear he's got a doppelganger. There's there's another (laughs) actor out there. That looks very like him. Yes, and it kind of moves and acts very similar, and mm-hmm. I can't I can't place it. Okay. I don't even know where to start to Google it, no, so I'm uh-uh. at a loss. <laughs> Actor who looks like Rob Heaps. You know what? That's probably what I should. <laughs> I should have Googled that. Maybe That's I'll do right. that. I'll do that while we chat, and maybe sure. we'll figure that sure, out. Sure, <laughs> sure. And then uh, Parker Young plays Richard Evans. He was in... Uh, a show called The United States of AI on CBS. He was in Arrow and a bunch of television shows that I've never heard of. So, I mean, good for him. He's had a career. I'm just not (laughs) familiar with it. Stephen Bishop plays Patrick. He was in several episodes of Criminal Minds, Mm -hmm. which I thought you might recognize him from. I did. Hey, be nice. Then we have Brian Benben as Max. Um, he had his own uh, show creatively called The Brian Benben Show. Oh, well, I mean, <laughs> if you've got a name like Brian Benben. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it ran on CBS six episodes in like 1998. Okay. And three of them went unaired, so I don't oh, think it was a great show. Too bad. But he's gone on to do lots of stuff. He was in private practice, a principal mm. in private practice. So Okay. Yeah, that's fun. Then we have uh, Megan Park, who's Gabby. And I was like, what do I know her from? I've seen her in something a lot, The Secret Life of the American Teenager. She was in like all, oh. almost all the episodes of that show. Okay. I've never seen that either. It's not great. <laughs> but it was well, good like, to know. <laughs> It's one of those that it's like interesting and very soap opera-ish. Shailene Woodley was in it. That's where mm-hmm. she got her big start. And mm. it wasn't great. But okay. it was one of those that, you know, once I started watching it, it was easy enough to just keep watching it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah I get that. Yeah. It was fine. 
And then there's one more person that I want to mention that's not in this episode, but is a big character starting in the second episode. And it's uh, Marianne Rendon plays Jules Langmore, Mm -hmm. another ousted spouse. Gotcha. And um, she's in the newest season of In the Dark as Leslie. I was like, she looks so familiar. Oh. She looks familiar because she's in the newest season of In the Dark. That's so Leslie. we haven't talked about her before, but she has this. She has a connection. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. All right, so shall we recap? Yes, let's recap okay. imposters. All right. So season one, episode one, a callback to the original title of the series. My so-called wife, which I'm like, it's perfect for an episode, not for the whole show. Correct. It's Agreed. just right. Yeah. So there's man and he's sadly sitting on his couch with somebody frantically pounding on the door. And only when the pounder announces himself as the FBI, does the sad man sit up and take notice. And then we see why the sad man, Ezra is sad after a whirlwind romance fairy tale wedding a gift laden month of bliss as we learns that he's been the victim of a long and very expensive 1.4 million dollar con uh, his lovely wife ava was never really ava the co-worker and head of accounting mr ellis didn't die and was never mr ellis and aunt Catherine didn't really ever need to be in a wheelchair Ezra has no recourse. Ava has disappeared as, and if he goes looking, there will be trouble. Ezra has nothing to hide, but his father has damning secrets that could ruin his long marriage and the family business if things are revealed because Ezra gets too close. Ava's real name, Maddie, escapes after a close call with her fake brother-in-law. She meets up with Aunt Catherine, who's really Sally, and Mr. Ellis, who's really Max, to plan their next con, and they leave the planning session with See You in the Game. Maddie, Max, and Sally might be ready to move on to new identities and a new mark in Seattle, but Ezra and the quote-unquote FBI agent, who's another victim of Maddie, are not willing to give up. That's right. Yeah. So while the audience was pretty small, it was pretty well-reviewed. Okay. Overall, it was good. At first glance, this looks like a rather slight confection about a pretty con woman ripping off rich male saps, but quickly becomes a lot more interesting, not to mention surprisingly dark and funny, says Brad Newsom of the Sydney Morning Herald. So it, and it was funnier than I thought it was going to be. Okay, I had the exact opposite reaction. Oh, you thought it was going to be funnier? Yes. Oh, okay. I really did. It's not your typical dark comedy mm-hmm. in some ways. And so it's it's dark because it's funny and the content is negative, right? right. The content is a negative story, uh-huh. right? Not, right? Not a positive story, right? It's about conning someone and mm-hmm. all of this stuff. But... Um, the, the whole show doesn't have the feel of the dark comedy that I was expecting. Oh, okay. And so, I don't know, but I just, I did not laugh out loud once. Oh. I kind not of even just, when Ezra was trying to figure out how he was going to kill himself? 
I mean, I, I had a little a, giggle. I kind of yeah. laughed when I'm like, oh, he's watching a video that's a cartoon on how to tie a noose. Yeah, it was kind of ridiculous. And yeah. I did giggle a little bit okay. here and there. Yeah. But I just, I don't know why. I just, and so I continued watching a little bit into the next episode. Uh-huh. But I think I just need to give it more time. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. I'm going to tell you what ruined it for me. Oh, okay. The, quote, FBI agent who's actually the spouse. Uh-huh. I can't stand him. Oh, well, then you probably won't like the rest of the show. Oh, no. Because <laughs> he's in all of it. But does he mellow a little bit, like out of the stereotype? Just a tad. I, yeah, I would say eventually, yes. Like, he's not such a dumb jock. I, the and, dumb jock thing just... I mean, they. that's definitely, like, the character. Mm-hmm. But... It's not always like that. Okay. He maybe becomes a little more likable. Okay. Because yeah. he's so not likable at all right now. No. Like not no. even in a negative way. Like no. not even in like a like to laugh at you way. Yeah. More, it's more like uh, I see why you got conned and maybe you deserved it a little. Yeah. A little. And that's just not good. Uh, yeah. No. You don't want the, the, the two, Ezra and, and Richard, should be like, we should. We should be excited about their dynamic mission together. Like right. that should be kind of exciting. And instead, I was like, I can't. I, the idiocy. I just all over. Yeah, I can't. It's like, well, no wonder you got conned. Yeah, You're not very smart. Bless your heart. Yep. <laughs> so hardcore fans were desperate for Netflix to pick up the show. Mm-hmm. They really wanted a third season. It had been off the air for about a year and somebody started a change.org petition. It got over 50,000 signatures. That's not it's that bad. Still, it's still open. They still want Netflix to do it, but it's not. Uh, well, I got news for them. The petition to have travelers come back yeah. was way bigger. Way, and yeah, they didn't not, not going to happen. So this no. is not going to happen. No, and it's a little bit of a shame because, you know, I started watching it and I just kind of kept watching it. And I finished the last episode of the mm-hmm. series, like last night, I think. Mm-hmm. And they took it in a little interesting twist and I wouldn't have minded a season three. Oh, see. I wouldn't have minded an, one more season. So I can see why people are kind but you know that there's not another season. I'm not upset about it. Okay. Well, fair. I mean, I would watch it if it were there. Yeah. Do I need to go sign the change.org petition? No, 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 I don't. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with, is it true? Psychology break and real life. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You've been putting back a few, and a few becomes a few too many. For a moment, you think of calling for a ride, but nah, you live nearby. What's the worst that could happen? You get pulled over. 
Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You total your car. You kill someone. The results of driving drunk are tragic. That's why law enforcement is out there looking for impaired drivers to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Drive sober or get pulled over. Paid for by NHTSA. My fellow citizens, our Earth is in the middle of a crisis, plunging deeper into chaos. No, I feel your pain and your loss. We can't stand idly by and let this happen. We must rise up and... (coughs) (coughs) Sorry. Damn it. Well, this is awkward. Hi, my name is Josh Shell, and I am the host of the Let's Start a Cult podcast, where each episode, myself and some guests take a look at different cults from around the world. For educational purposes only, and definitely not to start our own cult. Join me every other week as we break down dangerous religious cults, political extremist groups, and every other kind of cult in between. Should I apologize for the terrible southern accent? No? Okay. Subscribe and listen to Let's Start a Cult anywhere you listen to podcasts. So here's how it works. Christy wrecks her search history. Hey, NSA, we promise it's nothing more nefarious than a podcast. To find out what's true, some of the psychological motivations behind the character's actions, and real-life applications that relate to our topic. I have no idea what Christy decided to look up. Could be the same thing that captured my curiosity, or something I never thought of. So Ezra Bloom has a real life but fake linkedin page what? which was so fun i don't even know how i happened across it but ezra bloom vp of human resources at bloom and heel indianapolis indiana february 2012 to present well that's just fun isn't it just fun like i think there's only 67 connections so oh. it's it's just for fun like, funds for enjoyment. But that's kind of funny. Yes. I thought it was a little funny. So this is real life, by the way. I didn't say that. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here we are. Here we in are. In the real life. We're even though real. that's not real, real life. It's, it's kind of re- real. It's really LinkedIn, but there's no bloom and heel. Or, no. No. Bloom, boot yeah. and heel. Bloom, boot and heel. Boot and heel. Bloom, boot and heel. Oh, that's what it is? Bloom, yeah. boot and heel. Uh-huh. Okay. I think what I thought a, it was boot and heel. Boot and heel, no, bloom. It's named bloom. after the well, family. Well, because of the family is bloom. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's not real life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. LinkedIn is real. LinkedIn is that's real. A, that's kind of where. That's what. Anyway. Yes, makes complete sense. Yes, yes, and that did surprise me. By the way, yeah, I would yeah. not have expected somebody <laughs> no, to do that. I that's just really like, kind of funny. I don't even know how I found it. It just like <laughs> popped up, and I'm like, "Well, oh, isn't that fun?" <laughs> Oh, so Ezra is Jewish and tells Ava, his new wife, on the 28th day of their marriage, that 28 in Kabbalah is the symbol for wanderer. And he gives her a gift, as he's done every day for their entire marriage thus far, which seems like a little bit of an overkill. But I guess he feels like she's too pretty for him or too, like, exotic or smart for him or something. I don't know. I mean, either he's a complete hopeless romantic and that's just who he's going to be. Or there's something inside of him that's warning him that he needs to keep her. Uh Uh-huh. Right. 
Yeah. But he, he needs to keep trying. Uh-huh. Oh, it doesn't matter how much he's going to try. Nope. Well, anyway, I couldn't find anything about 28 being the symbol of the Wanderer in Kabbalah. Oh, but okay. Evidently, in Chaldea, Hebrew Kabbalah numerology is a big thing. Okay. So it's like... It can denote what the person or entity appears to be in the eyes of the world. This is from WealthyMatters.com. Okay. Um, And indicate the hidden karmic influences behind the scenes and foreshadow the destiny of the individual. So I'm like, oh, that's kind of fun. Oh, interesting. I had this whole like... It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing. It's a whole thing that happens in the... Uh, called the Hebrew Kabbalah. Mm-hmm. It's uh makes sense within the context of the show mm-hmm. quite a lot, which I thought was interesting. So according to this, the number 28 doesn't mean wanderer, but 28 is a number of puzzling and frustrating contradictions. It symbolizes a person of fine promise, even genius with great possibilities with the ability of achieving impressive success the person frequently does achieve the success only to see everything taken away. It indicates loss through misplaced trust in others and powerful opposition from ent- enemies. So I'm like, interesting. Okay, so it doesn't mean wanderer, which would make total sense because Ava Maddie wanders mm-hmm. from partner to partner. Yeah. But. Also, there's some deceit under there. Yeah. Which I thought was interesting. Hmm. Hmm. I mean, I could see it summarized as wanderer, only because when you think of a wanderer, you think of somebody who tends to have great potential that just isn't isn't settled, uh-huh. planted to oh. <laughs> bloom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, to some people, which is why you know, like the phrase, like, not all who wander are, la- are lost. Uh-huh. Right? Like... Because it's got a negative connotation in our society in a lot of ways. Mm. Now it's got a positive because of t-shirts and hats and yay, wandering. Yay. But um, I think in some ways, yeah, the whole idea that you have potential and that it's all going to crumble is sort of why people are lost. Like they never seem to just be on the right trajectory. No. I don't know. Maybe I'm grasping at straws here. No, no. I just hadn't thought of it that way. That's Hmm. interesting. Hmm. 28. Yeah. The anklet was cute, though. Yeah, the anklet was cute, mm-hmm. and you know, plays a big role. It does. Apparently, going yeah, forward, it gets uh, recognized. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we've all seen either in person or in pop culture the tradition of breaking a glass at a Jewish wedding. Mm-hmm. Why? Yeah, I don't. I thought I knew that at one point, and I've forgotten what mm-hmm. that was. But I don't even know if it was the right thing. So okay. <laughs> educate. Well, there's it's a number of meanings. Okay, so any one of them could be appropriate. Eighteendoors.org says progressive or traditional, religious or secular, Jewish weddings almost always include breaking a glass at the end of the ceremony, and so it could be a an actual wine glass. It might be a light bulb because it's easy to break. Mm-hmm. They put it in a bag. And there are lots of interpretations of it. Some see it as a reminder of the destruction of the first temple of Jerusalem. Some people say it's to remind us how the marriage is fragile and you have to take care of it or how your life is fragile okay. and therefore you have to care for it and live every day as if it's your last together. Okay. Yeah. 
And mazel tov just means good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Also, the sound of breaking glass is sometimes said to frighten away evil spirits. Mm. Which is a little more mystic. Yeah. 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 Well, is, is it... There are certain nomadic cultures who break glass and circle their uh-huh. tents or camps yeah, around to, with it to ward off the evil spirits yeah, and, as a you know, barefoot. Yeah. <laughs> barefoot criminals. Yeah. You yeah. might as well use Legos. They'd yeah. be far more effective. <laughs> I still don't... I mean, I hear what you're saying about the glass breaking. I just... It's still kind of, I can't wrap my brain around it. You know, usually when I hear of other cultures doing something unique like that and I learn the reasons, I'm quite intrigued. Like, I'm like, oh, I get that. Uh-huh. Oh, how cool. But this one, I'm still kind of like, I still don't get it. Yeah. So Ezra was going to give Ava a special gift on day 29. Oh, it was so a puppy. It was a cute puppy. This is where he gets the first hint that there's something really wrong. Right. Like that he can't deny or explain away in some way because his credit card is not accepted and neither is the next one. Or the company card. Or the company card. All the things. So, but is it a good idea to give somebody a puppy? I don't know. I, I, I That's sticky. No, it's really not. <laughs> okay. Money Talk News has an article about this. And they're like, don't do it for a number of reasons. I'm going to go through just a few of them. So returning the gift could endanger the animal's life. Mm, true. So if you have to surrender it to a facility Mm -hmm. they might end up having to euthanize it and you don't want that you don't want the sweet puppy you gave as a gift to be euthanized it's not really a gift it's a responsibility true yeah uh it's a long-term commitment for someone else that's so if you give the gift to your spouse and you and your spouse split up yeah then you gotta figure out yeah who's taking it and uh, chemistry is really important. Very true. It's I can so, attest to this. Yes, you can. As somebody who's spent the better part of two years mm-hmm. trying to decide if you were going to have another puppy in your life. And then upon deciding, it was like serious enough to look. It was like, we don't even know. Rescue? Uh-huh. A puppy? We don't even, we're just waiting for the right dog. Uh-huh. Like, right. That was it. Like it wasn't even about Yeah, you looked at you looked at puppies. Mm-hmm. You looked at. Older dogs, Mm -hmm. all kinds of dogs, dogs with organizations, dogs from individuals. You looked at all the dogs (laughs) to try and find the right one. And it's such a personal experience that they don't recommend giving it as a gift. If you want to give it, give it, quote unquote, as a gift, Mm -hmm. you wrap up a little coupon or something. Smart. And say, here you go. Pick the dog you want. Yeah. The gift is I'm paying yeah. for or, the dog. Or I'm or supporting it. Supporting it. Yeah. Because yeah. that is the thing. I mean, if a spouse brings home, like in, in Ezra's case, if he were to bring it home thinking that everything is okay, he likely is thinking that the responsibility is either shared or that the gift is that he's going right. to kind of take care of a lot of issues with yeah. the dog or whatever. But that would have to be a very solid... I did get a cat once as a oh, gift. Oh, okay. But that was then that, that turned out that to be the best turned, ever. Oh, well, that's cats good. Cats are easier. <laughs> Let's be honest. Cats are much easier. Well, they come to you 
housebroken, basically. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Unless I mean, they're mad at you. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> but she came in but, a tiny little gift bag. Yeah, I had no idea it was going to be a cat. They hand me this gift bag, and I look in, and this little face looks <gasps> up at me, and she was so young, and she goes, Meow! <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, we were BFFs. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. You know, that's how you got Kit Kat? That's how I got my Kit Kat. Oh, I didn't she know was that. with me for 18 years oh, afterwards. Wow. Aw. Yeah. That's sweet. <laughs> It's sweet, and I'm glad it worked out. But don't do don't it. Don't do it. Just don't take the risk. Don't. I mean, maybe for a child. Well, yeah, a parent to a child, that's a different situation. I think that's situation. a different. Yes, yeah. because you understand when you give it to a child that as the child grows up and goes and does other things, you're going to take oh, yeah. care of the animal. You recognize that it's your your pet, really, too, and right. you're going to. In, fa- in fact, it should be that way. Even if a pet is kind of meant to be an encouragement or a comfort or a fun for one person. It is a family mm-hmm. adoption and yes. everybody has to be kind of involved, you know, That's especially right. when it's a, when it's a kid, yes. you know, yes, yes. Has to. I agree. Mm-hmm. I think it, there's a lot of chemistry that, and it's really important to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So Ezra isn't sure what to think when he gets home and his wife and his money are missing. He's still trying to explain it away. And he calls 911 to report her missing, possi- possibly kidnapped. Yeah. Because her car is still there. And then he sees something that makes him hang up on 911. Was that what he should have done? Oh, absolutely not. Oh, you no. never, ever hang up. On 911. No, that's a bad to call. Wouldn't they have sent somebody? Well, they would have called back. At least. At least. At least they would have called back. And uh, it can actually take longer for 911 operators to call back and make sure that you're okay than if you had just stayed on the line and said, you know what, never mind. I don't need your help after all. Right. (laughs) I understand now where she's gone and you don't need to concern yourself with it. That's really the whole thing. It's always better to stay in line. I did make an accidental 911 phone call once. I had a friend and 911 was in their phone number. So it was up at the center of their phone number. So if you missed one number when you were calling them, (laughs) you would accidentally call 911. Oh, that's funny. And they absolutely did call back. Yeah. Yeah. I've I've done it with my watch. Yeah. Oh, and they've called back. Yeah. I wonder how much of their day is taken up by people who accidentally call 911 from their watch. I think a lot. They get butt dialed a lot. Yeah. Because they were totally cool about it. Like I I was carrying something on my arm. Uh And so it pressed the emergency button and called. uh And I didn't know it, right? But when when I removed it all, and like somehow I just ended well, they called back. Yeah. And I was like, oh, sorry, my watch. And she goes, oh, yeah, okay, no worries. Uh Uh-huh. Like, oh, I've heard that before. (laughs) You know what? They're probably just relieved. Yeah. A lot of the time they're they're like, oh, good. I hope. I mean, but I got to think as an operator, you're a little dissociated from the emotion of emergencies Mm -hmm. and probably like... It probably doesn't hit them the same way. Like they can't be like on that like, oh no, mode no. All there's the time. A, there's a lot of burnout. Yeah, in nine one one operators. You gotta because, be for that exact reason because it's a very stressful job. People mm-hmm. are calling you literally at the worst, worst moment of 
their day, if not their week, month, year life. Right. Which yeah. means the prank calls, the accidentals either mm-hmm. are a relief or really annoying. Yeah. Romance scams are unfortunately very, very real. Yes, they are. It, yes. And the idea that they're perpetrated by organized crime is pretty legit because basically that's what this was. There was the doctor who yeah. orchestrated everything. And then there was this team of three people running the scam. And you kind of get the idea that they're not the only ones running scams. Right. That they're just one team. Right. Yes. They do a lot of online stuff, which I mm-hmm. think you and I both know people who were, who've fallen victim to this online stuff and it'll be a whole team of people and they can all be online all the time. Like somebody is always answering. Now it's easy to sound like somebody else. Oh yeah. What, just when you're only talking in text or email or mm. words with friends, messages or whatever it is, that's, right. you know, how they're contacting you and then they can be very available. Right. They and seem like, mm-hmm. They seem like they're always around and they're so interested in you. And mm-hmm. in fact, it's a little funny because I made a comment on a politician's website just a few days ago and <laughs> I got a number of messages from different people, not messages, comments from different people that had really nothing to do with what I said. Oh, yeah. No, they. I saw it and they totally trolled you. Oh, there was... Nice comment. I tried to send you a friend request, but it didn't work. Please send me a friend request. Yeah, try to make it look legitimate. Yeah, and I was like, but there were like three of them. Well, there were more than that. But there were several, and at least two had the exact same wording from different people. So I just blocked those people. Right. Blocked a lot of other people, too. Probably blocked some bots is what you did. (laughs) Yes, it's exactly what it was. So it was like, ooh, Mm -hmm. they're just... And that's probably it. There's bots who are looking for it. And once they get somebody to respond, Mm -hmm. they they start in with this whole team of people. And, oh. Yep. It's awful. I I personally know somebody who was scammed, like, almost in the same way that Ezra was. Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. Well, we'll talk more about that in a little bit. Two people, actually. Really? I mean, not exactly the same ways, but both of them were. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. So sad. So Ava took out a second mortgage on her and Ezra's home to the tune of $850,000. Yeah. Could she really do that? I don't know. I'm glad you're going to answer this question. Okay. Do you have a guess? I'm going to say no. Okay. unless Unless she and her team were able to doctor certain documents that made her available to do that. Uh-huh. And then in, in which case then Ezra doesn't even own the home anymore. So it's a real big problem. Right. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to say no. No, it's really not. Not legally. And well, obviously legally. she did this illegally because her name wasn't Ava and right. there's all kinds of stuff. But, but I don't even know how you would accomplish that even by trying to doctor the situation. No. Like, I Well, I don't either unless they have... Well, that's part of the doctor's network or whatever. Yeah, it's I mean, like it would have to all, be. It's all very illegal, but in under normal circumstances, yeah. PocketSense.com has a article about how basically there is no legal way 
for one spouse mm-hmm. to take out a second mortgage on the family home, mm-hmm. the one that they share and live in together legally without the other spouse knowing about it. Right. So, and that's not true for the first, like to, to buy a house. That's not necessarily true. Um, one person can just buy the house. Well, okay. Yes and no. One person can buy the house mm-hmm. and there are reasons to not include a spouse. Maybe they have bad credit mm-hmm. or something. Right. Uh, we actually did this with our first house. Yeah. That my husband qualified and paid for it. or He didn't pay for it on his own. He signed all the documents right. and stuff, but I legally had to be there. There were documents I had to sign, even though he was buying the house because we were, we're married. married. He couldn't buy a house without my consent. Okay. So, and it's the same way same for way. a second mortgage. They cannot take it out, even if it's in their own name without their spouse's consent. Now that brings up a question. She's got a team of people who have amazing kind of makeup situation. Yes. What if somebody posed as Ezra? Uh, well, and that's certainly possible. That could be it. Certainly. Maybe they went about it. And right. Just Max posed as Ezra. Right. Yes. Ooh. Ooh. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I mean, but how? Would, however they did it, not legal. What's really interesting is that they were able to get a cash out mortgage because you can't do that in Texas. Uh, no, no, not usually. There are very specific circumstances where you can sort of get a, a cash out uh-huh. loan, but it's very small and it's very limited. In mm-hmm. general, you can't just do a cash out. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And both parties would have to be yeah. involved. Yeah. Yes. Uncle Joe, he had a patent on the Bloom heel, right? So how could Arthur Bloom, Ezra's dad, have stolen it? It's easy to do. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you know what a patent doesn't do? It doesn't keep people from stealing stuff from you. It no. just gives you the right to sue a person. It gives you legal recourse to defend your patent. But if you're a small inventor, you have to have some capital, some money to be able to pay an attorney Yep. to be able to defend your patent if you don't have money to be able to do that, I mean, your patent's not worth the paper it's written on. Yep. And it depends also on what type of patent you have. You have a design patent and a utility patent. Mm-hmm. Design is literally design. So whatever you, the copier does, it would have to look exactly. Mm-hmm. And it could be very small tweaks and changes that make it not applicable anymore. Uh-huh. That design patent is very difficult to defend. Yeah. It has to be really blatant. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have the utility patent. The utility patent is a little more strict because it's about the literal idea of the function of something. Okay. Um, And it might, it might even uh, cover the mechanism for which a function is achieved. So that's a little bit better because if somebody were to steal that, it's kind of like, okay, but that is, you're, you've tweaked a few things here and there, but Mm -hmm. utility wise, Right. This it's, is their intellectual property. And so that's that's a little easier, but it's also a very hard patent to get. And you spend so much money getting the patent. So you know what large businesses will do? Um, they will find out that you know a small business or whatever has a patent. They can ramp up production, get it on the market, sell it and make a profit and pull it off the shelves before anybody even comes after them. Wow. Which is why it's just 
so difficult. Yeah. By the time the small business realizes, oh my gosh, and gets it together, they've already made a profit. And if they feel like, oh, it was pretty close, they could just bow out and it was worth the venture. Yeah. Or if it's worth, they can defend themselves so much more easily. Mm-hmm. So they just defend themselves. Right. And yeah. it's done. For instance, yeah. I own a patent uh-huh. and there's a product on the market. It looks very, very similar, very similar, but a few tweaks and changes and it's moot point. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's just- Shame. Mm. It's a shame. I never could even uh, procure a utility. No. No. Only really? get a design. I tried three times. Really? So it's it's very difficult. Yeah. yeah. It's not an easy Aww. thing to do. And with shoes, oh, I yeah. can't imagine I mean, they have they a utility have... patent for shoes. I mean, it yeah. have to be a design patent. And at that point, you're kind of like, oh, mm-hmm. somebody might have stolen your idea, but like. I mean, it's a shoe. It's you a did, shoe. You didn't invent shoes. I feel like. Some of those things, multiple people just have those ideas. Yeah. All of the sources that we use to inform our discussion here on Killer Fun Podcast can be found on our social media. Join us on Facebook at Killer Fun Podcast, exploring the intersection of crime and entertainment. You can find us on Twitter at Killer Fun Pod, or you can send us an email at killerfunpodcast at gmail.com, and I'd be happy to share a link to whatever information you're looking for. We love to hear from you. You might learn a little something too. All right, psychology break. So Ezra went overboard with the gifts. Yeah. <laughs> like a whole lot. But celebrating small things can be really good for a relationship. Also true. Mm-hmm. Elite Daily has an article. Experts say celebrating small relationship milestones is actually great for your bond. It's a way to make your partner feel appreciated. You know, during the first year that you're dating, maybe you want to do the monthly anniversary date. And it gives you an excuse to make sure that, okay, well, that's a special day. We need to make sure that we're available to, Mm -hmm. you know, have dinner together that day or whatever. And you shouldn't feel silly celebrating small things because the small things lead to big things. We talked about this before. That's true. You know, you celebrate your little wins Mm -hmm. on your way to your big win because that's how the human mind works. Right. And that's how you get to the big win. Yeah. Yes, exactly. It's all the little ones along the way. Yep. Yeah. So how do con artists choose their mark? Oh, this is good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes. I thought this was really interesting. Businessinsider.com. A psychologist explains the top factor con artists use to choose their victims. And they start out by saying everybody is susceptible to con artists. Oh, yeah. You That's, think, I think that we you're think, not? Yes, we think we're not. We think we're too smart for that or <sighs> too worldly or too educated or yeah, too suspicious. No, everybody can do it. And they're talking about a book called The Confidence Game by Maria Konnikova. And that they tend to look for people who are going through some sort of upheaval, a lot of transitions. You Maybe you're divorced, maybe you're fired from a job, maybe you have a death of a loved one. It could be positive, it could be a new marriage, a job promotion, the birth of a child. All, all periods of upheaval are make you susceptible. You're less able to be able to to do it. And basically that's what they're looking for Mm -hmm. when they're looking for a mark is they're looking for somebody who is ungrounded, ungrounded, distracted in ways. So, and basically 
because you're ungrounded, what the con artist is really doing is selling you meaning and certainty. That's right. Every time. Yep. Every time. And how do con artists win your trust? Reader's Digest (laughs) had an article. This, I thought this one was really interesting. Con artists get you talking a lot. So the victims don't ask a lot of questions. They answer a lot of questions. So they, I've kind of noticed this recently in my own life that mm. I think there are some people who if I needed to, what I don't need to and never would, I could probably con because I just let them talk. They just volunteer they just, so much. They volunteer a lot of information and they feel, and I've noticed this, they feel really well known. They do. And a they lot think, of times. okay, so they feel known by you. Mm-hmm. And because they have this familiarity with you, they feel like they know you too. Yeah, they think so. They think so, even though they may not really know much of anything about you. Right. And what's really hard about that is that actually good relationships are built on asking questions and actively listening, uh-huh. which is so sad because it's exactly what con artists are zeroing in on uh-huh. is asking questions and actively listening. Yes. They're just, they're emotionally intelligent. Yes. They're just mean. Yeah. Yes. Yes. In fact, a lot of they're times they're more emotionally intelligent than people who have no bad intentions. Mm, they're emotionally intelligent. They're emotionally intelligent and narcissists in a lot of cases. So really, that's a terrible comfort. It's super dangerous. Terrible Nefarious. Yeah, really super nefarious. They'll say your name a lot when they do talk. You know what? I hate that. You hate it when somebody says your yeah, name. Yeah, I don't like it Jackie, at all. Jackie, you don't like it when I say your name? <laughs> I actually don't. Isn't that weird? No. I think most people like that, and I really hate it. And well, because it feels I, disingenuous, right? I don't know. I feel like I'm in trouble or something. <sighs> I feel like, I don't know what it is. Yes, or Aww. disingenuous, or it feels kind of, I don't know what it is. I have always just had an issue with, with that. Hmm. Yeah. That's interesting. Hmm. Because I sometimes feel bad that I don't say your name more often oh, on the show. Good. That I should, should say it more on the you're show. Good. But you're great. Okay. Keep on going. Okay. Don't do I'm it. not going to worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> they mimic your posture to, which also creates familiarity. They, when they do talk, they might share some flaws that makes them feel more human and not perfect. Right, more approachable. Mm-hmm. They'll let you win at first. <laughs> so if you're, if it's some sort of con involving a game, they'll let you win a few hands or a few rounds before they take you. Or even like winning is just being the person that saves them. They let you, you know, they'll, they, or maybe they'll, oh, they'll send you, $5 coffee gift card mm-hmm. and you feel, Oh, love. So when they ask you for $500 for something, you're like, Oh, well, this is just the kind of relationship we have. It's give and take, <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. uh, you know, it's really, it's a big thing. They tend to set a ticking clock. There's a countdown there. Need, things need to happen quickly. Mm-hmm. There's some sort of reason this has to happen right now urgency Uh uh-huh yes for sure 
Which is ironic because that's something that car dealers use a lot mm. is a sense of urgency. So I the fact that a car dealer totally got taken and I'm like, I feel like, I feel like that's a bad mark as a, as a, as a car salesman. Uh-huh. Cause I feel like they're never, look, he was talking to Ezra and he's still selling that car. Gave him the whole rundown of uh, why it was great. Da, 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 da. Like how in the world does a con artist even get past that? It's amazing. Well, because they're used to conning everybody else. They think they can't be mm-hmm. conned. It's true. It's that arrogance. It's true. Yep. And then they also really rely on your embarrassment. Mm. So we saw that amped up in imposters where they literally had some sort of embarrassing information about the marks. Right. But especially for smaller sorts of situations, it tends to be a lot smaller than that. Right. Yeah. Right. It's it's shame. Just, it, yeah, shame. but it's shame. You can't you can't tell anybody. And you fall for it, according to psychology today, because you wish it was true. Mm, yeah. Whatever it is that they're telling you. You wish it was true. So real life. Okay. So there's tons of things we could talk about and tons of things I looked up and all of it'll be on our social media. Okay. So Family business issues, patent theft as a business strategy, the terrifying reality of facial recognition, which is a thing yeah. in this episode. But we're going to talk instead about the relationship, real instances Ooh, okay, of okay, romantic okay. relationship scams. Okay. All okay. right. So NBC News Better which is like a part of NBC News, um, had an article about looking for love online, romance scammers steal your heart and steal your money. And they found that the FTC said more money was lost to romance scams than any other type of scam as reported by the FTC. Wow. It's the most lucrative. Oh, (laughs) I know. It's really awful. Oh, that's really sad. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, man. It was really sad. So they talk about Joyce, a divorced woman, and she lost about $200,000 to a con man. And so their entire relationship that she had with this guy was through uh, text and email. And it felt, which I think is the most common. And it felt so real to her. You know, there was all this stuff and they, you know, they... He started calling her early, his wife-to-be, and they felt so close, and they, you know, they made plans to meet up, and then, oh, something happens, some terrible, scary, awful situation. Can you send me money via Bitcoin? Oh. I mean, I think when somebody says, I, I need you to send it to me via Bitcoin, you're, that should be a flag. Oh, so many flags. So yep. many flags. Yep. I don't, this is where I'm arrogant. I just don't know how I would get pulled into something like that. Mm-hmm. But I, I mean, it's hard to imagine who I would be if I was single and trying to date online or something like that. Mm-hmm. And thinking that because so many marriages actually are coming out of online dating yeah, and things of that sort, I don't know. It just, it, I guess maybe it's our generation. We didn't put that much authenticity in the online portion of it, except to get to know. Right. But as far as actually taking the next step, I think we were still far more skeptical Mm. in some ways. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there was there was really no online dating. I mean, I had friends online. Yeah, 
Yes, I have friends that I have known in one way or another mm-hmm. whom I've literally never met in person, right. but I adore them and think that they're wonderful. And they're exactly. like legitimate people, but most of them I met like a long time ago, you yeah. know, and for whatever reason, but, and after, you know, a couple decades, yeah, well, they would have revealed themselves. Yeah. But like, yeah. I mean, even I was thinking, okay, well, I had a friend who I was talking to. Could I have been sucked into something? Could that yeah. person have not been real? Is it possible I would have made yeah. real life investment in something there where that was a very emotional thing? I could be more real with with a couple of those people. Uh-huh. I'm thinking about back in high school. Okay. Right? Like where right. I had yeah, we friends, uh-huh. you know, like on your chat room friends and et cetera. Yes. And you could there was like a real connection there. Uh-huh. Is it possible that I could have been yeah, taken. Taken. Or, yeah, but we didn't have any money back then. No, so we didn't. <laughs> but I think if they had asked, I'd have been like, what? Yeah. Huh? Huh? Yeah. Like that's not well. So I don't know. It's just oh, I feel so well. Bad. We we know somebody that had this basically this mm-hmm. exact scenario oh, so to happen. I mean, sold their house oh. and gave the scammer all the money. What? All of their retirement, like everything, because she thought this man a loved her and was going to make her fabulously wealthy. I mean, and they came to us and told us, I have this wonderful new relationship. And we're like, we're so happy for you. Tell us more about him. And they told us about him. And we all, the whole, all this whole group that she was telling about this, Mm -hmm. we're all like, this person is not whom they say they are. Yeah. It was clear to you guys. It was clear, like so crystal clear. Right. And this person couldn't. Not to believe it to the point where all of us got cut out until the scammer absconded with a all lot, money. a lot of money. See, I, there's something you ha- we have to remember about people who are in that situation. They are no longer acting of their own accord. Their yeah. autonomy has been compromised by the fact that someone is actually manipulating them. And they, right. you know, it would be that. No different than just it's emotional handcuffs. Uh-huh. We oh, you can escape that room. You're yeah. totally fine. Except that if you were in a room and handcuffed, yeah. you might be like, I really, I really can't, actually. Like I need, I need help. Like I there's no way I can see a way out of this or mm-hmm. that I can see. But these are like emotional and mental handcuffs. <laughs> and so they're invisible to even the person. Right. You don't realize how you've been changed and how you're not acting even like yourself. Right. Yeah, for sure. Ugh. Well, the lady in this article, I can't explain it. You're just kind of brainwashed. Mm. And I'm like, Nuts oh, and bolts of it all. Oh, it's so sad. And basically, uh, if you met the person on a dating website, three of which Tinder, Match, and OkCupid are owned by the Match group, mm-hmm. basically you have no recourse. You have no, you're on your own. They, they said, well, we put online to not send money to people and we, you know, we have resources to help people, but we're not culpable for any money that you give to anybody. So, you know, there's that. And uh, then there's one particular scammer in Canada who continues at large. Oh, yes. And, but he's being tracked. So... Chantelaine.com has a whole article about this particular scammer okay. and his victims. So there, 
was a woman and she'd been married for a long time, recently gotten divorced and she met this guy on a dating website. Jody met this guy at a, and she met him at a Starbucks. Okay. And they went on a date and it was fun. And he was an engineer at an, uh, on offshore drilling rigs. And then they went on a movie date. Mm-hmm. And then he came over to her house for dinner. So, of course, it's all happening pretty rapidly. But, right. you know, she's like, he seems great. And they've spent yeah. all this time together. And they're, you know, he's talking to her. I mean, this is a real life man face to face with her. And so they start, They've after a month or so, they're, mm-hmm. quote unquote, fall in love. And Jody and Dre start planning their life together. Well, he's been living in Vietnam, he says, and most of his money is put in gold bars because uh, I guess it's not safe to have money in banks in Vietnam, according to him or something. So big red flag. He can't access his money. Mm -hmm. So he's got to go back to Vietnam to get it. But... He's going to do this job here in Canada. Okay. First. But he, because he can't access his money, he needs to borrow some so he can re-up his certification so that he'll be able to do this job. And so, you know, she gives him like $500. He says he's going to pay it back. She's not too worried about it. Then he goes to take the job. Well, then he oh, supposedly has a heart attack, which... Jody's dad had had a heart attack mm-hmm. and he'd listened and knew that she would have a soft spot for somebody who had a heart attack mm-hmm. and uh, comes and spends a week with her. And, oh, I subcontracted out to other people. So, but I'll still make money on this job. Don't worry. So then he leaves to go back to the job and then start sending her lots and lots and lots of information like lots of different things to look at. And that uh, by the article says, by flooding a victim's brain with random and useless details, the scammers create a scenario where you're more likely to miss what otherwise might be read as red flags. Yeah. So they're giving you a lot of dumb information and getting the information that they need. Now they might have to sift through it. Right. Yeah. So, of course, you know, this seems all fine and dandy. He gets paid like $49,000. Oh, but he can't deposit it because he owes back taxes. And if he deposits it to his own account, the government's going to take it. Mm -hmm. And this is where I'm like, Jody, you want to tie yourself to a man who owes back taxes? right? Like, hello? You're going to help him avoid paying taxes? What? Okay. Okay. Maybe don't do that. Well, of course, you know, she deposits this, transfers money to him so that he can, quote unquote, pay his contractors that helped him out when he had the heart attack. And, of course, the check bounces. And he's gone by the time she realizes this. She, you know, she goes for a long weekend to a wedding in Las Vegas and has a very similar scenario to what Ezra had in mm-hmm. Imposters. She goes to buy food for a special dinner mm. and her debit card doesn't work and her credit card doesn't work. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So 
It's this whole, she ended up losing about $45,000 okay. to him. And then Rosie, that same weekend that Jody is in Las Vegas thinking that she's going to come home to this wonderful man, Rosie meets Dre. Oh. He's, he's on to the next one. He yeah. hasn't even finished the con with this one. And he's on to the next one. And, oh, wouldn't you know it, he lost his wallet. Mm. And she starts out by buying drinks for him and all this stuff. Basically, the whole thing ends up paying, giving him money. Yeah, She didn't buy the tickets for him. He wanted to go back to Singapore. Oh, oh okay. It's, now he's going to Singapore. Singapore. Yeah. Um. She gives him money so that he can quote unquote go back to Singapore and get his gold bars. Oh, because he's still bars he's again. still you in the using the gold bars. Yeah. Whole big detailed stories always has receipts to back it up. Seems all very plausible, even as it gets ridiculous. And she finally realizes what's going on and texts him. I know what you're up to. I figured it out, and the number's already out of service. Oh man, just like in. And but I mean, this is all pretty recent. Yeah. This is like newer than imposters. Maybe they watched imposters for tips. Maybe. So these two women end up finding one another. Oh, yeah, and decide that they're going to go after. Okay, Dre to get him. And the problem is, a lot of the victims are educated women in their forty, late forties, fifties, mm-hmm. and sixties, and. That it's almost never handled federally, mm-hmm. either in the U.S. or in Canada, that because you're dating and you give them money, they say, well, you gave it to them willingly, even though they were misrepresenting themselves. Right. It's very hard to prosecute. Mm-hmm. Yep. So these two women are looking for this guy and they're this hunting him kind of becomes their passion project and they've kind of hit a brick wall. And then they hear from a third victim. Oh, no. Andrea. <gasps> Who got taken because he claimed that he had medical expenses and needed special treatment and blah, blah, blah. And she starts doing some Google searches because she gets a request for money from a different email address than she's used to seeing from him. Oh, So she starts looking up variations of his name and finds a picture of him on Facebook with the word written, be- the word... The word beware written across his face. Oh. Yeah. So, yeah, here's a picture of the guy. Oh, God. He's just like a normal looking dude. a normal looking dude. He's not like unattractive, but not like super attractive. And this whole thing, and unfortunately, they have yet to catch this guy. Oh, my gosh. Yep. But they're trying very hard to make sure that other people don't get conned by him they almost caught up with him they found him at a salvation army Mm -hmm. like a place where people who are down on their luck can go and stay they found him at one of these places and called 911 but he escaped out the back window before the police could get there it's just 
It's just so sad. And they wrap this up by saying scammers are master manipulators who target, groom, and exploit innocent victims. But our culture has its own role to play. Invisible woman syndrome describes the phenomenon wherein women are ignored after they reach a certain age by potential employers, by suitors, by bartenders. They're no longer imbued with youth or fertility, and we have ceased to serve our biological purpose and are deemed less valuable. So because our culture treats women of a certain mm-hmm. age that way they are more susceptible to these sorts of scams because the scammer makes you makes you feel like valuable mm-hmm. and wanted and worthy in a culture that worships youth right yeah oh what a sad story i know it's so sad so but hopefully they'll catch this guy and i'll put I hope this so. jerk's picture on facebook yeah, see that so. guy again yeah where's that guy he's in canada let me see this guy. He's in Canada, so we're probably not going to know him, but he goes by a bunch of different names. So. Mm-hmm. But I thought that one, that story was kind of interesting because it was the serial sort of con yeah. artist doing a romance scam over and over and over. Yep. And the victims are coming together to try and get revenge. And Yeah, and they're, um, they're brave. They are brave. Because, I mean choosing to admit it enough to then go forward to take that identity as I was scammed by this guy and I'm after him. Most people just almost ignore it. Like it never even happened. Right. But it totally did. And right. it'll wreck people. Yep. And I've seen it happen. Yeah. And it's just not, it's not, I mean, it's just, it's so impossible to treat unless the person is like willing to say, not even to go after like revenge, like, like, they're straight up like Monte Cristo over there, you know? Yeah. <laughs> but, like, even without that, just to take on that identity and admit that you were you were scammed. Uh-huh. Because in the situation that, that I went through with a friend several, uh-huh. more several than, more than several years ago. Yeah. Um, but the individual capitalized on death of a loved one, recognized an inheritance, marked it. She was a single mom with a child. Aww. So he zeroed in on, we're going to be a family. We're gonna we're gonna set it all right, um, because, and he really zeroed in on trying to reconcile the the trauma that had caused her to be a single parent, Aww. right? Um, and just talking about, anyways, I, I could go on, but he yeah. did all of those things. He ended up moving in. It was all rapid fire. Uh-huh. He had kids. From another marriage and she was keeping him so all he needed attorney's fees and she had frozen and he had child support to pay could you help me i need to get my kids back like just capitalizing on the idea of family uh-huh and because um, that was what she was susceptible to right yeah because with her past trauma and then the recent trauma of losing oh. a loved one a parent was just very, and so we saw the red flags early, but just no, can't hear it, can't hear it, can't hear it. It got worse. A friend, a, a mutual friend, we got together. We started talking, like, come on, intervention Stein, like, hey, you know, like, come on, uh-huh. see this, see this. Well, the way that we finally broke through was that we found that he was running another con with another person. Oh, oh. And he got married to that one. <gasps> While, and in fact, not only that, the guy was living in the, in the home, said, oh, my boss is getting married. It's a little short thing. And, and he's asked me to stand in as a groomsman today. So he gets all dressed up in his little tux. <gasps> he got dressed at home? She took a picture 
Like, oh, how cute you are as a groomsman. Have a great time. And she sent him off to get married to somebody else. Yep. <gasps> Which, thankfully, that bride didn't realize she was being scammed. Not thankfully, but at that time, enough that she posted pictures publicly. And so we were able to follow some rabbit trails doing some Facebook, like, wow. sleuthing. And we're able to then show him at the wedding and all of that. And the police were like, oh, really? We can't do much. Um, oh, but running his name and likeness and aliases, um, he's wanted in 11 states. Yeah. For this. So crushing, he's absconded with a you know, buku yeah. load yeah, of tons cash of money. And um, oh. from both. Oh heartbreaking. So heartbreaking. That's really awful. Yeah. Well, speaking of heartbreaking things, yeah. next time we're gonna start looking at the Amazon Prime docuseries Lula Rich. I cannot. Wait to watch this. I feel I have such conflicted emotions because I cannot wait to watch this, but I know it's going to A, tick me off. Oh, yeah. And B, the only reason I get to watch it is because they're scammers. Mm Mm-hmm. And we'll get into all of that. The whole MLM, what uh, the whole thing. I think we'll probably just watch the first episode or two. Even though all four episodes are out, they came out today. Yeah, I'm As we're recording, I'm probably the whole way. I am so interested. I want to see more about. I do too, especially about Lularoe. You know why? Because they've also gone sort of legit, sort of. So I'm interested to see if they if they address some of these changes, Mm. right? Because there's a store in the quarry, right? You just actually mm. go to the store now. Right. And buy LuLaRoe. Just a brand in a store. Don't. Don't. But, Don't. But it's interesting, and I, I'm very morbidly curious uh-huh. to know oh, what's absolutely. going on behind like, all of that. I've been looking forward to this, and then I feel a little dirty that I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> I know, because you know why? Do you know why I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to opine? Okay. I think we feel a little guilty because you and I have a strong conviction Against MLMs. Yes. We also know a lot of people who are in them. Yes. And it breaks my heart. Yes. Yes. And so it's so conflicting because you know that by opposing it so harshly that you're really opposing someone who has really, frankly, put a lot of identity in that. And so therefore you're opposing that person. Right. And it's heartbreaking to be on this side of it. Yeah. It really is. Oh, but I can't wait. But we can't wait. That all said, we can't wait. So thanks for joining us today. Tell a friend because it's way more fun when you can listen with a friend. Go watch the LuLaRoe uh, on, a, I think, Amazon Prime has watch party options. So you can just watch party it with a buddy and then, you know, come back and join us in a couple weeks as we talk about that. And until next time, be safe, be kind, and wash your hands. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum. Da, 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 da.